According to the recall alert, the headlights might stop working due to an incomplete software update. This could cause one or both lights to stop working. My question is, is why the hell is software controlling headlights at all? You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Doc Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. We're back, and uh, not nearly as uh, scary as that movie I'm referencing. The, so I hope you guys had a great <laughs> Christmas week, and I hope you guys are going uh, to have a really good end of 2021. Is uh, are you guys ready for 2021 to be over? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Without question. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just got to say that in 2021, uh, uh, I personally have been reaching out to you guys, the listener, to let more people know about the Jeep Talk Show, and man, you guys have done it. Our our downloads are significantly up. Uh, I, I just can't think, uh, Bob, who uh, me, uh, Bob, uh, roll around. You know, if you if you catch on fire over there in Colorado, just just roll around. <laughs> don't, don't we need you? Uh, but Bob uh, got a lot of uh, interviews whenever he went to uh, to SEMA, and uh, uh, Chris at sevenslats.com has been doing just gangbusters in getting interviews uh, uh, set up. And in fact, we'll have a a long awaited interview that I'll be talking about here in just a second. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drove anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Bob being on fire and Chris, right? And and yeah. and some Jeeps. And some maybe. Jeeps. Well, that's, <laughs> that's just a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be sharing a dumb criminal story involving a funeral and a Jeep. It's oh. not what you think. Uh, we also have some recall news. Uh, that's always uh, a bear. And we ask the question, how cold does it have to get before you won't go topless? Hmm. Well, howdy, it's Wendy. And on this episode, I take a look back on some things I learned this year. Hi, I'm Tony. And coming up in our next episode, not this one, don't get confused, not this one, but the next one, a long-awaited interview with Greg Henderson of Unofficial Use Only. Greg's recent fame to claim is the beautiful Quadratrek YJL, the centerpiece of 2021's SEMA. I don't actually think it was, but it sounded really good, so I wrote it. Sure. <laughs> well, it took center stage in my boat. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all that matters. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And we've got a recall to start things off with, and this time it's the Grand Cherokee L's who face another recall. Again. And this time, it's, again, the headlights. According ah. to the recall alert, the headlights might stop working due to an incomplete software update. This could cause one or both lights to stop working. My question is, is why the hell is software controlling headlights at all? Simple circuit, power, switch, maybe a relay and a fuse, a couple of bulbs, that's it. Why in the actual F is there software involved in headlights? What program is needed to control such a simple circuit? Who knows? I'm pretty sure the answer lies in a bunch of engineer speak that someone used to justify their job at some point. Either way, it's ridiculous, and if you own one of these affected vehicles, a little under 37,000 of them in the U.S. and around 1,300 of them in Canada, well, then you will be starting to get notified near the end of January 2022. At that point, owners can head to the dealer for the fix. Otherwise, 
Owners can call FCA, Jeep, Stellantis, whatever, uh, their customer service line at 1-800-853-1403. The recall number is Y72. Be sure to just start laying into them for incorporating software programming into headlights. Meanwhile, the 2021 Jeep Wrangler 4XE is also facing a recall due to a software update. Boy, the programmers over there. In this case, an update gone wrong has caused the odometer's mileage to disappear after exact 13,342 miles. Or 13,342 miles. Yeah, it's only about 2,900 vehicles have been affected so far, and I'm sure not one of them will be fixed. Why, yes, this Jeep does only have 13,000 original miles. (laughs) Uh, Again, for you Grand Cherokee L or Wrangler 4XE owners, notifications will be going out at the end of January 2022. If you didn't catch the phone number or that uh, recall number, just head over to JeepTalkShow.com and look for episode 547 where you're going to find those numbers in the show notes. So I'm curious about this exact mileage, not 341 or 340 or 13,000 to be exact. Right. Why? <laughs> I, I there's there are, are some speculations out there. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, rumors floating around is is actually uh, a little cloak and dagger type of uh, of action. Uh, uh, somebody's thinking it might be um, a phase of travel restrictions that have been placed on uh, the um, you know civilian sector of of, uh, of the United States population uh, in a in a in a chance or in a, in a an attempt to to control movements of of the citizens of the nation. Uh, I thought that was a rather creative uh, take on, on this. I'm, I'm sure it's 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 nothing quite like that, although not out of the realm of expectations, I suppose. In the last couple of years we've had, but uh, I digress. Uh, why exactly this number? I don't know. Uh, again, programming. Uh, somebody is is using software to control the odometer instead of you know just normal things. Uh, so yeah, I, I I really can't say when somebody screws up their code or their coding rather uh, in something like this. I mean, there's just miles and miles of numbers and digits and, and alphanumeric representation on sheets and sheets and pages and pages and screens and screens, and somebody forgot to carry the one. Well, obviously, <laughs> this is a computer simulation, and uh, we are <laughs> running something to generate the answer, and the answer is 1,000, or the 13,342. So, uh, oh, it's got 42 in it. So it's there not, you it go. did it in 42. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> he was so close, so <laughs> close. You know, I want to know where the damn recall is for the XJ headlights and the TJ headlights for being, you know, uh, the the one candle we, power. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's no software, but you guys can't see because this is too damn dim. They're awful. Deep in their headlights. Uh, they'll get it right yeah. one of these days. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Well, this guy certainly didn't get it right, and I'm pretty sure his significant other didn't either. According to reports, on Tuesday, December 27th, a Bedford, Indiana police officer was leading a funeral procession on State Road 37 to the intersection of Dixie Highway and State Road 37 South. While leading the procession, the officer had just passed the off-ramp with the rest of the procession beginning uh, just 30 feet behind the police vehicle. At this point, a group of vehicles on the right lane of SR 37 were slowing to a stop as the officer and the procession passed. You know, that's, that's what you do. This is where 59-year-old Christopher Meisner uh, pulled out of the group or uh, of stopped cars in his blue Jeep Wrangler and pulled right behind the police officer, cutting off the lead funeral procession vehicle, which, <sighs> at least around here, is usually a hearse. Speeding <laughs> yeah. right up on the cop's bumper, the Jeep owner then sped up, accelerating at a high rate of speed, passing the officer on the right, and then darting back into traffic right in front of the cop, cutting him off now. Yeah, smart move, right? Now, the driver yeah. kept accelerating. 
Uh, he drove right off, uh, right for the median of the intersection of SR 37 South and the Dixie Highway. He luckily had enough sense not to cross the highway, but the officer pulled out from the procession and followed the Jeep onto the median, pulling up alongside the Jeep with sirens and lights going, yelling through the PA for the driver to stop. The officer then pulled in front of the Jeep, blocking it into the roadway, parking in front of the Jeep to block traffic for the rest of the funeral procession, which at this point was approaching. As the officer began exiting the cruiser, the Jeep backed up and sped around the cop car, aiming right for the officer. I don't know about where you guys are at, where you live, whoever's listening to this, but around here, that's usually when the service pistol is drawn and the magazine is unloaded into the driver's upper torso. Instead, the officer actually stands in the way of the Jeep, yelling and waving his arms, commanding the Jeep driver to stop, which he did, oddly enough, screeching to a stop a mere three feet from the officer where the cop slammed his hands down on the hood and started to approach the driver's side of the vehicle. Continuing his yells to stop and back up, the driver initially refused, and that's when the passenger, the driver's wife, began yelling for the cop's badge number. Oh, this is going to make everything oh, God. Awful. <laughs> oh, gosh. For several minutes, the roadside yelling match ensued, with the wife even exiting the vehicle at one point to charge at the officer, who, oh again, gosh. didn't draw his pistol, but managed to keep his cool and was able to command her back into the Jeep. After the funeral procession had passed, the officer called for backup, and the driver was detained without further incident. The <laughs> wife was allowed to leave the scene, oddly enough, with the Jeep, but only after her husband was arrested. He was being held on charges of resisting law enforcement, criminal recklessness, reckless driving, driving between vehicles of a funeral procession, and failure to lead the right, yield the right of way to an emergency vehicle. Yeah, I, I think I know what happened here. I, I think seriously, I've he got so thought many that the guy that you... died owed him money, and he was trying. He saw his last opportunity no. to get the <laughs> to get that five dollars. But uh, going after the gold molar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I, that's just so so strange. I mean, so what? bizarre. I, like, I, what I, would have driven the wife to just? I mean, flick that switch. I mean, was she was she egging him on the whole time? No, just go around him. Just speed up faster, faster. Oh. Yeah, and I'm surprised she wasn't arrested, too. I mean, come on, coming out and really threatening right. the officer. Seriously, what state was this in? <laughs> uh, this was, uh, in what did I say, Illinois? Uh, Indiana, oh, I'm Ill- sorry. Indiana. I'm kind of surprised that she wasn't picked up as well. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised neither one of them were shot. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's just, seriously. That's just because of- I live in Portland. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I think there's one other thing he should be charged with, marrying her. <laughs> so there you go. Well, in, in a, a, a twist of fate, he actually uh, she was actually supporting her husband finally and uh, not just telling him he was wrong. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> actually, actually, he, he was probably in the Jeep. She was probably doing that anyway in the Jeep. And he's like, that's it. I've had it with you, woman. Uh, uh, no. And he's driving all over the place <laughs> to get rid of her. He thought she was going to get arrested. No, it was exactly. all her fault, officer. She's the one Take that's yelling. Please Take help her, me. please. Yeah. Or, or else he said, please arrest me. Officer <laughs> assisted suicide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're going to kill yourself just to get a hold of this guy's Jeeps. Let me tell you. In his latest YouTube video, Dennis Collins walks viewers through a collection of 28 classic Jeep CJs that he's putting up for sale. It's a twist on his usual presentations that show how Collins acquires vehicles, but not what happens afterward. According to Collins, his gathering of Jeep CJ5s, CJ7s, and CJ8s is worth about $1 million. That's million with a B. Now, whether you're a CJ enthusiast or not, or just curious about one of the foundational vehicles of today's SUV craze, well, you're going to learn something by watching the video. I know I did. It was actually rather educational and also very entertaining. 
Equally as impressive as this assemblage of classic Jeeps is, so is Collins' knowledge of these vehicles. The bulk of the 39 or so minute clip is his Jeep-by-Jeep -Jeep walkthrough of each and every one of these CJs. He sprouts off paints colors and vehicle history and unique characteristics with ease and familiarity, like he grew up with each and every one of these rigs. For those not familiar, the CJ series is the last Jeep that can trace its, its actual roots to the iconic World War II vehicle initially developed by American Bantam in 1940. To meet the anticipated wartime needs, the production of the General Purpose Scout Car, a name that was would morph into GP or Jeep, was shared with Ford and Willys Overland. The beginnings of a civilian Jeep, or the CJ moniker rather, would come later, started back in 1942 when the U.S. Department of Agriculture tested the vehicle for farm use. Willys would continue, the, uh, would continue to produce the Jeeps after the war, and eventually the vehicle kept uh, crept into the consumer market primarily for farm and off-road use. Now, fast forward to 1954, when the uh, CJ500 production as a more modern and street-friendly version of its predecessor, CJ's. Now, a longer wheelbase provided better road manners, and many engines, uh, which varied by production year, offered buyers choices running from an efficient four-banger to a gutsy V8. Now, just before the CJ5's release, Kaiser Motors bought Willys, and Kaiser later sold its Jeep operation to American Motors, uh, American Motors Corporation, rather, or AMC, in 1970. Renault would begin to take over control of AMC in 1979, but despite all these ownership turmoils of Jeep's parent company, Jeep continued to crank out the CJ5 through 1983. As Collins points out, the final year of CJ5 is a highly collectible version. A more extended version, CJ6, debuted in 1955, but didn't see much success as only 50,000 units were sold over its 20 years of U.S. sales. The CJ6 was actually more popular overseas. Now, shortly after dropping the CJ6 in, uh, in the Jeep, debuted the CJ7 in 1976. Its full door openings at the bottom, it's easy to spot those, uh, are against the abbreviated door frames of the CJ5s. The CJ7 featured a longer wheelbase and uh, more car-like features, including automatic transmission, one-piece hardtop, and metal doors with roll-down windows. All creature comforts, right? Now, as evidenced in Collins' collection, many CJ7s were upgraded with exterior and interior appearance packages. You know how Jeep loves their packages. Always has, always will. An extended version with a pickup bed dubbed the CJ8 or Scrambler would appear in 1981. The last year for the CJ7 and the CJ8 was 1986, the same year that the Jeep Wrangler YJ was launched. Chrysler bought AMC and Jeep a year later. For now, however, if you'd like to check out the video for yourself and see this amazing collection of CJs, well, then you need to head over to the Jeep Talk Show website and take a look in the show notes for episode 547 for the link to the video. Trust me, it's worth a watch. That's amazing. Yeah, this guy's pictures collection. Pictures amazing. Well, seriously, and the video unto itself is is just incredible. I mean, one to have to have a collection like this, but to have it in a shop like this too is just amazing unto itself. Yeah, uh, this, this guy really does have a a very unique uh, collection of vehicles, and and to have this kind of a cross section of CJ history. Uh, and and don't get me wrong. Each Jeep is as different as the last. Uh, so you go through these, and he may have, you know, seven or eight CJ5s, but they're all as different as, as, as the next one. It, it's incredible. Uh, and so this is, I mean, what I would consider one of the luckiest guys on the planet to, uh, uh, to be uh, in the kind of position where he can afford to do, to do this. Well, for whatever reason, he has decided to sell his CJs. Now, he has many other Jeeps as well. Uh, you can see glimpses of them throughout the video. So he's not getting rid of all of his Jeeps. But he's getting really the older ones, I think, uh, or at least the CJs. Maybe making room for something else. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, getting him on the show to see if he can't uh, tell us why 
be selling all these beautiful Jeeps. And can we put Jeep Talk Show stickers on all of them before they're sold? Seriously, right? Um, <laughs> but, but enough about me. So let me ask you. Let me ask you something about these uh, these older Jeeps. Now, uh, whenever I was first interested in uh, having a Jeep, it was definitely the the CJs because it would have been around 1978, 1980 that that time frame. And uh, the the $75 a month uh, liability-only insurance was way too much money for me at the time. And actually, it probably was two or $300 uh, in today's, uh, uh, today's dollars, just guessing. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, you know, that was what was available then. So I can't say that I wasn't interested in one of those. But right now, I mean, even or even whenever I, we finally did purchase a Jeep, Looking at uh, the the YJ or the TJ, which was the time frame I started actually looking at re- realistically getting one, the TJ I was interested in, uh, and and at that time I would not have been interested in a CJ. I just I think I would rather have a Wrangler. Uh, I, and I was just curious about you guys. Are you, if you had the opportunity, say in 1997 or 98, to get a older CJ or uh, a TJ? Which direction would you have gone, Josh? Which direction would you go, man? I, I probably the TJ, uh, just because I know myself. I, I know the direction I would have gone back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask me that question today, and I, it probably would be the other way around. Uh, the younger me would have gone for a TJ. The older me would have gone for the CJ. So, uh, Wendy, what about you? Probably the CJ. All right. So, and my next question is. Do you, Josh, do you like older vehicles? I mean, like cars and stuff. Do you have oh, yeah. a, a fancy for the old ones? And, and what's, oh, your, yeah. no, what's, your, what's your year cutoff for older vehicles? I mean, does it go way on no. back or is it like the, the late Lens 60s? Down, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60s. No, Muscle seriously. Cars. I mean, uh, show, me a, show me a crank engine and you'll, I'll show you a guy who's drooling. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, it, it goes all the way back, man, all the way back. Uh, I'm so a the forties, uh, it, it, all the way back into the forties where the, the, they had the, the, the really thick, thick, uh, walled steel uh, vehicles, uh, forties cars where you would, you know, the gangsters drove you, that you love those things too, right? Oh yeah. All of them. Wendy, what about you? How far, how far does it go back for you? I, I would say probably the sixties for me. I just, I really like muscle cars and I like them when they're, not so visible, you know, like my vision is you, you used to get up to a line and you stop at a stop sign and somebody thinks you just have a basic driver and you got something underneath the hood. So the sleeper. Yeah. Yes. That's my sleepers. ultimate. So that's, yeah. that's, it is, that's kind of the way it is for me, uh, Wendy. I, I'm like late sixties, uh, not even early sixties, but uh, mid to late sixties uh, on forward. And uh, for, for vehicles like cars and, and uh, muscle cars type thing, and uh, 70s weren't so great for, for automobiles, and of course, neither was 80s. Uh, and I'm, I'm very much that way with the Jeeps. I, I think the CJs are cool, and the older Jeeps, the military Jeeps, I think they're cool. But as far as for me personally, uh, I couldn't see having a million dollars of older Jeeps laying around. Maybe uh, maybe well, like a, a 1944 uh, Jeep, you know, a, a, one of those uh, golf cart uh, type things would be, it would be a lot of fun to have. But uh, I like the, I, I guess like the 90s, the late 90s on forward is where I am with Jeep. So I was just kind of curious because, I mean, I don't know, maybe this guy came to his senses and uh, he's getting rid of them. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's a heck of a collection. And uh, uh, I mean, this guy certainly doesn't need the money. So, 
Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe well, yeah, else. it's always possible. He, always he, could be, possible. he could be doing like uh, Elon Musk is selling a bunch of stocks so he can pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, including this one, be sure to let us know what you have to say. And you can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we've got something for everybody over there. It doesn't matter what they drive. We've got all kinds of off-road related podcasts, and that's what it's all about. The 4x4radionetwork.com website has the On the Trail podcast. It's got trail chasers. We've got the Center Steer podcast there, the 4x4 podcast. Heck, even the Jeep Talk Show is over there. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free, and it's all in one place. The number four, the letter X, the number four, radionetwork.com. 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, I love this time of year when winter is present with crisp, cool mornings, snow on the ground, and days with cooler temps. There's always a chance for some fun wheeling if you don't mind some mud and snow. But more importantly, I like to look back at the year and reflect on how fun I had with our Jeep and the people we met. Of course, looking back at past episodes is also a great use of time when we are stuck inside due to inclement weather. Have you checked out the list of past episodes on the Jeep Talk Show? You can simply go to jeeptalkshow.com and search for them. Do you have a favorite? How about calling into the show and leave a voicemail? Let us know which one is your favorite. Who knows? We might just replay it or review the content in an upcoming episode. And while you're on the site, don't miss the huge glossary of Jeep terms. It's a great way to look up a definition of something we are talking about, especially if you're new to jeeping. And if you happen to find that we're missing a term, let us know. So what I want to do tonight, today, is actually take a look back at a few things that I learned this past year. One of the things is steering issues and wobbly steering can be fixed with enough wrenching, determination, and finally figuring out what the heck was wrong. Patience was definitely learned this year over this problem. Ice dancing with your Jeep is not fun, but I survived. Okay, it wasn't actually dancing, nor was it graceful. It was, however, the scariest thing that happened since I started Jeeping. I did get a good understanding of how ice and Jeeping can work or not work together, and also how it can go wrong in a heartbeat. Now, I also got to Jeep with fellow uh, listeners. Larry with Jeeping Mo came out to California. We took him through some Black Diamond trails. Mike Zen was also there. He's been in our Zoom calls as well. I hope to wheel with more listeners in 2022. Now, jeeping can be dangerous. Sure, we talk about precautions and being safe all the time, but sometimes accidents happen. On episode 491, I share how my friend Becky survived a horrific situation in being run over by another jeeper. I can report that she's on the mend and doing well. It's a process, but she's a trooper. She is planning to wheel next year. I can't wait to see her out on the trail soon. And how about that 25 hours in a Jeep doing 10 black diamond trails? It does play some mind tricks, by the way. But the camaraderie of having accomplished such a feat is worth all the hours of no sleep. We are planning another invitational event next year. Stay tuned for those stories. Now, I did learn that when flushing your radiator, patience is imperative. On episode 522, something Bill didn't possess at that time. I only wish I'd had it on film when the old faithful gusher of fluid spews out everywhere. Now, luckily, no one was hurt. Well, maybe the tree in Bill's pride. Oh, how fun Jeeps are. 
I also learned that it is possible to switch out a bad steering box for a gently used one on the trail, providing you actually have one at home on the workbench. You also need the tools and skill set to do this major repair while it's getting dark. I just love helping newbies. We made the repairs and they made it home in one piece. Great memories to reflect on for sure. There are so many things we share on the Jeep Talk Show that I'm looking forward to bringing more newbie nuggets as I wheel and do even more with our Jeep. Now, hopefully you have your list of things you want to do to your Jeep or trails you want to try and push your comfort level to further explore the fun world of Jeeping. You could check out this episode for all of the different episodes I mentioned if you want to look back and take a trip down history for 2021. So guys, do you have any favorite episodes or topics that we discussed this year that are your favorite? As far as like actual specific episodes, I can't remember. Um, you know, for me, to be honest, you know, after doing this for, for 10 years, episodes kind of start to blend together a little bit. Mm-hmm. There are a couple that, that stand out over the years, and, and it's more of the memory of what happened on the show than what episode it was on. Uh, and, and so, you know, I mean, there's there's highlights. We have good shows. We There's, there's you know, times where, you know, we close up things up, and I'm shutting down the studio, and it's just like, man... No, that was a really good show or a good set of shows or, you know, or yeah. however it went. And then there's those times where it's like, ah, man, I'm glad that's over. Just wasn't <laughs> on point. I just, I wasn't firing on all cylinders and stuff. So, you know, for, for everybody, everybody has good days and bad days. I myself have good shows and bad shows. Uh, just yeah. as far as how I'm, how I'm reading, uh, how I'm able to enunciate, uh, where my mind is during the show, you know, all that sort of stuff. And sometimes, to be honest, my mind isn't here in the studio. Uh, it's elsewhere. Uh, you know, I got a lot going on my plate. And, uh, and so sometimes to be honest, I'm kind of going through the motions. Um, and so if something happens and it's a good show, I might kind of not catch it a hundred percent, uh, or, you know, fully acknowledge about what has happened. So there are probably stuff that has happened over the last year that, uh, had my mind been a hundred percent here in the studio. Uh, I, I would probably would have made a bigger impression. Well, thanks for not getting us on uh, Sirius XM, Josh. Yeah, it's all my fault. <laughs> We've identified the issue. No, uh, Winnie, I, I always appreciate it whenever you uh, reference past episodes because there's so many of them, and 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 people are when they find us, they uh, find our our back episodes, and yeah, you know, we get uh, messages like, I just can't believe you guys are. We've been here for all that time, and there's all this stuff to listen to, and I'm I'm listening to five episodes a day trying to catch oh, up, yeah. and and then yeah. and then there's the dreaded. Well, I've heard you guys talk about episode one. I'm I'm going in, so <laughs> the, that's how the, it is. Too oh, going have the, in, have the coast guard ready in case I need to be pulled out. <laughs> but anyway, we were we were chatting in the uh, there's a brand new room in uh, or channel whatever you want to call it on our Discord server, the Jeep Talk Show Discord server uh, called Two Way Radio. And there's been some recent uh, GMRS uh, discussions. I think uh, last Wednesday in our roundtable dis- uh, episode, we were talking about GMRS, and uh, they were uh, referencing uh, not a Rubicon. Uh, productions a, a fellow jeeper that actually uh, has been doing a lot of youtube uh, youtube episodes about gmrs and uh, how it relates to cb and ham radio so i actually uh, went into a little digging today and found out uh, that that was episode 475 when we interviewed randy from not a rubicon productions so if you head on back to episode 475 you can uh, get some 
direct GMRS information that we did in that interview. So that was way back in February, but it was this year. And, and yeah. it's, it's just amazing that I thought it was longer than that. But uh, nope, uh, almost a year ago now. Yeah, it's funny when I, I like to reference past episodes, especially for the, the new listeners, yep. because maybe they're jumping in right now and they missed all of this year, all of last year for my segment specifically. But it's nice to have that reference. And I think as long as listeners know that they have a place to go to find them, why not? Why not just take the time to dive in and check out all the episodes? And, and I'll remind you uh, real quick, just like I remind Josh from time to time, don't forget that we have a new listener I'm sure we have a new listener every week, so don't mm-hmm. feel, don't be fearful of going back and covering those things that the newbies really need to know. Toe points, uh, you yeah. know, tree straps, right, right, all, all that stuff. Heated seats, uh, you know, for for some of them, uh, all that stuff. Screaming, hanging on. Oh no, that's a different episode. <laughs> okay. Screaming as you slide backwards <laughs> in the ice. Like, oh gosh, that was awful. Oh, I'll never forget that. Don't episode. trigger me, man. Don't trigger. No, don't do it now. <laughs> Well, anyway, I mentioned in the show to reach out to us, call in, let us know uh, if you got a topic for me. I'd love to hear some suggestions. You can always check out our YouTube channel at Trails411. We've got lots and lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is that why you are here? Gladiator. I got nothing. Uh, I haven't even driven the Gladiator in several days. <laughs> <laughs> it's on vacation. It needs a break. <laughs> so I, 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 I <laughs> these bastards in the Discord, uh, yeah, the Discord server, they they talk about upgrades to the Jeeps all the time in the the general section. And uh, somebody was talking about bolt-on uh, control arm skids. And damn it, I'm starting to look at them. <laughs> So, and the, that's what happens when you have a Jeep. You start oh, looking around, you talk yes. to people, this you is, want everything they want. They have. Well, I thought the weld-ons were the were really the way you had to, <laughs> to go, but that I'm reading about this stuff about the bolt-ons and you know, all you have to do is fight that lower control arm to get it back in the right place. Uh so it looks like the only downside to that is and of course I've been taking the the gladiator out. Uh, uh Josh, are you ready to uh, come back down to uh Hidden Falls maybe in 2022? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd love to get back there. And of course, Wendy, you're always uh, welcome to come as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we, we actually try to, well, the one time anyway, try to fly Josh in. It worked out really well, though, uh, me running by the uh, Austin airport. I couldn't believe how easy it was to, to, to pull up and, and Josh texts me. He goes, yeah, I see you. I'll be there in a second. And I didn't even have to wait in line. <laughs> it was, I just pulled up right back up, there. Right there. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, the next time you come, we got to get you some bluebell ice cream, Josh. All right. I'm down. I like ice cream. So, anyway, uh, the, uh, the, what do you guys have uh, on your, uh, your JK, Wendy, for uh, trail armor? I mean, sore is underneath uh, the, the skids. Do you have anything for the control arms? Oh, boy. Let me think for a minute because he just upgraded all that stuff. I think you probably would see it whenever you're, you know, uh, giving him yeah. directions. Yeah. Um, that's all right. I you can, think you can he, I think he has something to protect him because it's like a piece of metal that's right there. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's what he's got. Yeah. They're not huge. It just, no. uh, that, that low hanging fruit is uh, mm-hmm. kind of can, can get bent uh, fairly easily depending on how exactly. aggressive you are off road. And, uh, I don't have a tendency to be very aggressive, but I don't always pay attention either and get into things that 
I didn't mean to, so it'd be nice to have that protection. Um, what about, uh, and Josh, you may know about this. I, I've read about something that uh, was a, uh, uh, a steering stabilizer mount uh, slash, I think this is right, slash uh, pumpkin uh, protector. Uh, so you, it, it actually gives you a skid plate for your, uh, your fr- front differential. Have you, have you seen anything about that? It's, I don't think it's a, an XJ item, but I've heard about it for the, uh, the JLs and the JTs. No, well, I, I've seen some stuff. I think, who was it? I'm going to butcher this, uh, and I may even be wrong on this, but I thought it was right. Genrite who had, uh, a series of what they called differential skids, but they were actually more like a pinion or a yoke skid. Uh, but it wrapped underneath the bottom of the differential uh, and and came up to protect just the, that first section of the yoke. So I'm sorry, were, I didn't describe it correctly. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, look for the pinion. Oh, yes, so oh, that's okay. exactly what okay. I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I mean they've been around for a while. Um, more so in like the builders section of some websites where you can go get specific parts that you would either have to sort of put together yourself and then weld on your Jeep. All pretty much all weld on parts. Uh, but I haven't seen bolt on versions. All the versions of these that I've seen have all been uh, either weld-on. I guess, no, I take that back. I have seen one bolt-on version, but I think it was specifically for the Dana 44 and nothing else. Right. And, of course, that's the cool thing about having the Gladiator is I do have Dana 44s. The the long sought after and uh, the the holy grail of XJ axles. You know, if you had two Dana 44s on your XJ, you were just like something really special. You could could put 33s, up to 33-inch tires on there. No, I'm serious. I'm kidding. You could do 35s, but uh, it was uh, you. You just have to strengthen the uh, the unibody when you did that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so all I was doing was looking at just getting the raising the steering stabilizer uh, down from the low part to above the the low part, so it didn't get beat on the rocks. And then I start finding out all these other things. I mean, I'm talking to the guys on the Discord server, and if if you guys don't know what I'm talking about on the Discord server. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see an invite to the Discord server. And it's kind of like a 24-hour texting group chat type thing. And uh, it gets really busy in there. It's usually pretty busy in the mornings uh, up until around noon or so, and then a little more around uh, the afternoon. So you know, just come in there and enjoy the, uh, the, ch- the conversation. But, of course, I'm asking questions. And I'm thinking about getting this. I'm thinking about getting this. And, uh, of course, I, I did bait them. I said, is there anybody you know that makes a, a dual or a quad uh, steering stabilizer for the, uh, the Gladiator? And there's the, the whining and the moaning and the gnashing of teeth. Uh, <laughs> and then somebody says, well, but you can get opinion skid with it. So I thought that was uh, just really amazing that those things are out there. Had no idea. Of course, I've never had a, a modern Jeep. At least it wasn't uh, a modern Jeep since, uh, what, 98, 99, 2000. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun having a new Jeep and uh, very expensive. All right. Well, if there's something you've done to your Jeep uh, Gladiator, please let us know. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I have to learn self-control at some point in my life. So it's t- <laughs> tell me the great thing you got for your Gladiator, and I'll I'll have a look at it and think just really seriously about buying it. <laughs> On Jeep Talk Show episode 321, Josh tells us about pizza abuse. There are few sites in this world more horrendous than that of wasted pizza. But a Troy, Michigan man has woken up to that unspeakably tragic sight not once, but three times this month. Friends don't let friends abuse pizza. The man told police he woke up to the splattering sound of pizzas dumped and thrown all over the man's red Jeep compass. You won't know what you've missed unless you listen. The man says he has no idea why anyone would want to deface his Jeep, let alone with something as tasty and as loved as pizza. 
from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And now that the holidays are over with, I thought I'd share with you some of my New Year's resolutions. This year, for the year 2022, I, Nikki G, promised to go vegan for about a meal and a half. <laughs> My New Year's resolution number two. A meal, though. Wow. I'm going to sign up for, to run a marathon. Now, I'm not actually going to run it, but the first step is to sign up for it. Exactly. Oh, geez. My third New Year's resolution is I'm going to start kicking ass and taking names because detailed record-keeping is very important. My fourth New Year's resolution is I promise to read more or at least figure out how to turn the closed captions off on my TV. <laughs> my fifth New Year's resolution is I am going to try to stay in the bathroom while I brush my teeth. My sixth New Year's resolution is I'm actually going to wear pants during Zoom calls this year. <laughs> and maybe even underwear. You could work with CNN. And my last New Year's resolution, I'm going to try to stop saying, Mmm, that feels good. While getting pat down by the TSA. <laughs> it seems to provoke the ones that really don't enjoy it. No. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you, Wendy, my lovely wife, not the lovely co-host. Although the lovely co-host could be my wife, my wife could be a lovely co-host. She just found out that I replaced the bed with a trampoline. Yeah, she really hit the ceiling. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, you have a good one. Bye. Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately for us, uh, there is uh, uh, it seems there's going to be a tin foil uh, recall. Re- not recall a tin foil. Not what? Do you, it's not a surplus. What do you call it when you don't got none? Excess. Uh, no, not a, oh, not a uh, surge. There's yeah, going to be a, a shortage. Thank you. Uh, I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a shortage of tinfoil in 2022, so the calls from Nikki G are going to get better. He's living in a tinfoil desert, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for years now, and I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out and and then in the end it'll be jeep talk show my ear holes you know just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button it'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show then why shouldn't you why shouldn't you give back just a little bit oh you rat bastards you know who you are you're the ones listening to this show for free you can become a paid subscriber and no longer a rat bastard if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and scroll on down and see the three packages we have. And I, and I, I haven't mentioned this in a while. The All three packages, now you get a little something. A little something, something for the effort. Uh, we have uh, stickers for the uh, the basic package, which you'll see Josh's uh, shining oh, face on that. A little something on my package? Yes, sir. <laughs> And wow. uh, you, so you not only do you get not only you get the show, you get uh, you get a little something from the Jeep Talk Show, and of course the uh, the the next one up, which is uh, what is it? It's not friend. Is is it friends with benefits? Which one are you, uh, Wendy? Is it uh, are you the the second package or the the third package? I'm not sure where you put me. <laughs> okay, so anyway, friends with benefits would be Tammy, and that's thirty nine ninety five of you a year. 
And yes, Wendy is at the top Sugar Daddy slash Mama subscription. There you go. For $100 a year. And, you know, I just kind of put that in there because it's like, you know, there's there's Jeeps running in uh, Saudi Arabia. There's uh, really princes over there with just tons of money. And there may be, you know, one of them listening to the show and say, yeah, put up $100. And uh, But no, we, we've gotten several $100 subscribers here. Uh, from uh, from from putting that up there, so you just never know. So I'm gonna be adding a thousand dollar one. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> there will be one. What about what about the show? Build it and they will come. What about the show? That's gonna have Tony's picture on it. Yeah, it won't say Sugar Daddy Mama. It'll say you can own the Jeep Talk Show for one thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> At least for a day, you can own it. So, I was gonna say, say more than that. So under you know we could do the under new management thing even if it wasn't under new management just you know to bring in more more listeners. So anyway, that's how you do. You go over there become a paid subscriber. And I want to remind all you guys, you know, we need everybody loves the idea of the rat bastard toe tags and dead rats infecting Jeeps. But mm-hmm. you, but but you don't have the toe tags in your hands. So to get those toe tags all you have to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com, look in our store, and for $8, you'll get 20 of those tags. And then you can go over there and uh, infect Jeeps out there. And, you know, I'd like to see us catch up with all the ducks. And then we could have like a, a fight uh, uh, between the rat bastards and those little cute ducks. Who do you think would win? I, I think I know. <laughs> the rabbit rats every time. <laughs> Fighting dirty. You know, Tony, I'm over at the uh, Jeep Talk Show website right this second, and and I noticed, you know, in big red numbers off on the left-hand side, we have the total number of listeners, the number of times the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show uh, has been downloaded. Oh, I wish, it was, I wish it was listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? No, that would be great. Oh, my that gosh. Would be great. We, can, awesome. we can go ahead and retag that. I, you know, yeah. Oh, we can put over the hell we want on there. <laughs> but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it in 2020, or I mean 2021, rather, that we crested $1 million? Let's say yes. Uh, I, honestly, I don't I, remember. I think you're right, Josh. I, I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021. In any case, I mean, it took us nearly 10 years to get there. And, uh, oh, and yeah. now, we, I now see where you're almost, going on this. Definitely. We've almost doubled that uh, in less than a year's time. So, and that's all thanks to you, the listeners. That's got nothing to do with paid subscriptions or anything like that. No. It's just you guys. Nope downloading the show no if no, nothing I mean, if extra, nothing else the paid credit. subscribers have been run off i mean uh they're talking about oh, paying for it so absolutely. yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's I that. Mean, that yeah, you know extra credit goes out to the paid subscriber absolutely but, uh, <laughs> but no i just thought that was interesting i the last time i looked at that number it was a lot closer to one million and now we're knocking on the door of two and uh and that's pretty cool in my book yeah i love rounding so, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, tell your friends, because uh, we'd like to see that number increase. And if you're curious what that number is, go over to jeeptalkshow.com and look there in the uh, uh, for the desktop, anyway, upper left-hand corner. Oh, is that smoke I smell? I don't know if I mentioned it before the show or not, but Bob, two... Uh, two Two cheap Jeep Jeep teeps. <laughs> something about TV two and a cheap, Jeep uh, or something. Two cheap Jeep guys is Sorry, uh, is in Colorado where they are having evacuations yeah. and uh, all Big kinds of issues. Life. For what? What's going on? 
Somebody started the fire, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if it was Bob. Right. Oh, I, I haven't heard that. I'm sorry, I thought it would be snow-related. Oh, I, I hadn't either. It was just like uh, Bob put up a... Winter. I, I didn't think this was their, their wildfire season, but, yeah, uh, no. but apparently... Well, I, th- I think there was something about, uh, I heard uh, Bob was actually in the uh, the Zoom meeting, uh, which I started telling earlier today, you know, fire is no excuse not to be in the Zoom meeting tonight. But I, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. So I didn't Level do it. Evacuation orders. I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I can't. I had a computer, damn it. I can't evacuate. <laughs> Just give me some time. And when the Zoom meeting's over, then I can go. So, but anyway, he was, uh, he, he posted up a picture and you could see this huge, a uh, cloud. It looked like a uh, an angry cold front coming in in Texas. It was so uh, so big. So, but but Bob's there with us tonight. So uh, hopefully it's not going to affect him. So, but uh, prayers for uh, for Bob and uh, all the other folks in Colorado. I think they've actually lost six hundred houses. Not Bob, but well, yeah, in Colorado, thirty thousand people have been evacuated. Yep. At least ordered to. And Bob's staying behind. But. Well, Bob's not going. Not till the Zoom meeting is over. So he's a, he's a trooper. It's getting hot in here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Save the Jeeps! <laughs> AC's on full blast. I don't know how long I can hold out. <laughs> Actually, let's get uh, let's get Bob on here and find out what's going on. Hey, Bob, if you're still there, uh, if you're not rolling around on the ground, now, what's going on in Colorado with the fires? Um, I haven't looked for an update in a couple hours. But okay, Bob doesn't care, so sure. why should we? <laughs> <laughs> there was... <clears throat> There was turkey to eat, all right? Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear oh, the oh, no? Right before his plate? Encourage the man. Exactly. <laughs> Got his finger on the button there. Don't be talking about turkeys. Well, Bob, I hope it. I hope it all turns out okay. So, uh, if uh, you're not worried about it, so that uh, that's good. Uh, we know at least uh, the our, our our sole Jeep talk show listener in Colorado is safe. <laughs> Yeah, it's right away from us. Good, so. excellent, very good, good. Well, at least they're out of harm's way. Yeah, they uh, they had wind gusts up to 110 miles per hour uh, today. At some point, uh, I heard a little bit of that on uh, on a uh, news report uh, over the radio this afternoon. Um, but from what I'm reading, uh, the uh, the fire was started by some power lines that were damaged by these strong winds. Ah. And these live power lines, uh, you know, once broken, started sparking and everything. And well. Things got out of control. You add something like even a little bit of fire and then start blowing on it with 110 mile per hour gusts. Yeah, that's going to get out of control pretty quick. And I guess they're calling this the worst fire in Colorado history. Wow. So it's, it's, it's pretty big and pretty serious. So, yeah, anybody out there who's uh, listening to the cheap talk show as they are being evacuated out of their home, there might be one. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Oh, I'm sure we got more than one listener. I just don't like to act like we're all you know high and mighty uh, on on this show so let's guy get into uh the part of the segment that we were uh aiming for at least before bob took over <laughs> it's bob's fault <laughs> and uh and this Poor is part bob. of the show where we uh we ask a question we invite you the listener to uh to pull up around inside the campfire well we're gonna tone that campfire down a little bit tonight and uh uh, and we, we just uh, have an open discussion about one thing or another. Sometimes it's more of a debate. Sometimes it's uh, just a sharing of ideas and things like that. But uh, tonight I asked the question, is there such a thing as too cold for topless driving? Oh, uh, the other day, earlier this week, I, I saw a, a Jeeper going down the road, top off. Now he was bundled up pretty good, but it was 29 degrees outside. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's a little chilly. That's a little chilly. Now, I know Jeep heaters rock. 
uh, probably one of the best heaters in the automotive market. But that being said, 29 degrees is 29 degrees, and for me, that's too cold. So what's too cold for you? Uh, it's obviously going to depend on where you live and, uh, well, if you can even take the top off your Jeep, of course. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go around the campfire, as it were, and, uh, and ask the listeners who are with us tonight, uh, or today rather, to uh, just chime in and, and, uh, and chime in on this topic. Now, if you'd like to join in on the very next Campfire Side Chat, we're going to let you know how you can do that here in just a little bit. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and go to Tom P., Tom, uh, why don't you tell us uh, what kind of Jeep you drive and where you're from, and then uh, let us know what's too cold for you. Well, the Jeep depends on the day most of the time, but typically I'm driving my uh, daily Grand Cherokee, but wheel the wife's JK, and we take the doors off from time to time. When I was younger, the cold didn't really bother me much. I lived up in Prescott up in the north of Arizona in the snow, and I drove around for a year and a half with a CJ5 with no top. Oh, so, wow. Now, I need a heater indoors. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, you start getting a little longer in the tooth, and the, and the cold cuts a little deeper, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, I got some heavy jackets that work out pretty good, so it's not too bad. But when it gets to, down around uh, low 40s, it's time for the doors. Now, this guy had he had glasses, a beanie, gloves, a ski jacket. I mean, he was all he was all bundled up. I mean, he looked like the Michelin Man almost, you know. Uh, but uh, so maybe he was just prepared for it enough, and he had enough gear and, and insulative material on that it really didn't matter. Man, his face must have been cold though. Uh, what about John Lee? John, uh, where are you from, and uh, and what's too cold to take the top off for you? Uh, Central Texas and anything below seventy. right on (laughs) i don't do it i mean i'll put it in i'll put it in a summer mode probably around april late april going into may and then right about middle of october it gets the hard top back on and stays that way all right all right so no year and a half uh for you going topless then huh oh god no 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 (laughs) i don't do cold yeah i'm i'm uh I'm kind of the opposite. I, I, I don't do hot very well. Uh, anything over about 85, and I start melting, uh, personally. But I like the cold. Uh, but there is a point where it gets a little bit too cold. And that's when you get wind chill and negative numbers and stuff like that. And that's just, that's just too much. Uh, Brenner, how about you? Uh, Brenner, where are you from? What are you driving? And what's too cold to take the top off for you? Uh, 21 Jeep Gladiator, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where I'm from. And anything below 70, I don't take the top or doors off. Of course, the other day, it was like 30 degrees around here, and a guy was on a motorcycle driving down the road. Oh, gosh. Maybe he had a heated seat, uh, heated heated grips. Who knows? I don't know. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little too brisk for, uh, for a bike ride, even for me. All right, Larry, Jeep and Mo. Uh, we've heard your uh, voice or heard your name at least uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Larry, where are you from, uh, and what's too cold to to take that top off? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, we change out the soft top and put the hard top back in right about the end of November because you just never know in this neck of the woods. It could be seventy degrees. It could be in the thirties. So, and I don't I don't run around in thirty degree weather with the top down. So. Yeah, that sounds like That's the spring right. or fall out here in the Pacific Northwest, where we get like 30 or 40 degree temperature swings in a single day. Where you, you, yeah, you, know, you wake well, up and it's like, you know, 40 degrees, but by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's almost 80. Right. That's the same way here. You just don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. So try to avoid running to the soft top with any kind of snow or ice on it. 
Yeah. So we change it out and figure well, we're done with that for the rest of the season. I like that. Uh, how about Isaac, 95YJ? Isaac, you got a top on that YJ? I do. It's a soft top. And according to the manual, too cold to have the top down is 50 degrees. Now, See, that's a little that bit more kind of realistic. That's kind of number that I was thinking of. 50, 55, somewhere around there. Yeah. Now, I did take it. Um, there was a gentleman who was clearing out his father's estate, and he was selling a canoe relatively inexpensively in the middle of winter, about 45 minutes away from where I was living at the time. And I bought that canoe and realized I couldn't put it on the soft top when the soft top was up because you just have the, the real thin, basically like thin wall conduit that holds the mm -hmm. roof up, yeah. holds the soft top up. So I had to fold the soft top down in the, I don't know, I think it was about freezing. It was, well, it was definitely freezing. There was snow out, a considerable <laughs> bit of yeah. snow. So probably upper 20s, maybe low 30s at night. So, you know, it's even colder because you don't have the sunlight shining down on you. And I got to drive that home for, you know, almost an hour with the canoe on the road <laughs> with the wow. top folded down. But I got a great deal. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is that guy doing? Oh, he's got a canoe. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then. <laughs> but got one, that one hand said, on the strap behind him. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a two-person yeah. job. <laughs> I did realize that it was better to have the heater blowing at my feet because I would get that heat coming up my legs then to warm my body up instead of trying to get it to blow at me. Oh, yeah. No, too so, much moving air. Yeah, too, fight, fighting yeah. that yeah. around, right. <laughs> you probably couldn't you feel your up, cheeks by the time you got home. When it's really cold, so. <laughs> so I always figure it's, it's all what you're wearing. Oh, yeah. It really is. You know, you got you got to be prepared. I mean, for any time you're going to go out in, in that kind of weather, uh, you might as well uh, have a few layers on at least. All right, Steve-O, what you, uh, what you driving? Where are you from? And what's too cold to take the top off? Well, I'm out here in Aurora, Illinois, just west of Chicago. Uh, got a JL. Now, it's got the soft top, so you get those temperature swings. You might be in the day without it, and then you put the top up at night. But it's more for me where the doors are on or off. But I also have the heated steering wheel and the heated seat, so if it's a little chilly, I just pop those on and warm myself up a little bit. How warm does that heated steering wheel get, actually? It, it actually gets pretty damn hot to the really? point where you turn it off, yes. I'll be darned. Okay. Wow. I, I, I thought that was more of a nicey-nice type of thing, almost more of a uh, of a sales aspect. Oh, you might feel a little warmth out of it, uh, you know, or something like that. You know, kind of like as if you were to blow into your hands on a cold day, and, and that's about as warm as it got. But, uh, but you're saying it gets so hot, you actually have to turn it off. Well, and actually, part of the cold weather package with the remote start, it turns my seats and my steering wheel on. So by the time I get out there, it's already warm. <sighs> Talk about creature nice. comes. No kidding. <laughs> Look how far we've come from the CJ, everybody. That That's incredible. That's spoiled rotten in my book. <laughs> <laughs> it gets minus 14 without wood chill here sometimes in Chicago. Oh, so okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty dang low. We don't we don't quite see those kind of temps out here, at least uh, uh, not quite that low. We might get into the negative numbers a little bit with some wind chill uh, out in the east counties and stuff, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, just I, I think we got dipped down to like 22 the other night, uh, and that was pretty cold for us. Uh, we don't see that yeah. all too often, but but yeah, 19 below, Woo, that's brisk. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Chris with uh, sevenslats.com. Chris, how about it? Where are you from? Uh, what are you driving? And what's too cold to take that top off? Uh, from Detroit, Southeast Michigan. 
2014 JK, I would say uh, I'd agree with whomever mentioned about 50 degrees is my limit. I do enjoy a, a good cigar as often as I can, and uh, we'll pop the Freedom Tops off and leave them off. Um, I drive, uh, well, before this whole uh, situation started, I won't say the name, um, work for a Canadian company, would drive to Canada and enjoy a cigar on my three, four-hour drive. And there was one time it was about... 45 i had the freedom panels off and it was just too brutal i had to <laughs> had to put the cigar out stop and, and put the panels back on so oh, wow. 50 degrees is my limit right there wow and see that's like that's like an average day out here in in, in the portland oregon area uh you know i mean it's like 50 degrees almost year round around here but uh no it's like i i don't know i i like i said i beginning of the segment i like it cold i like it chilly uh 50 degrees going down the freeway i'd probably have the windows down I, I don't know. Just anyways. Can, can, uh, can I can I can I give a shameless plug for one of our recent uh, inter- interviews for Steinjager? Oh sure. The Lava Jacket by Steinjager. Guys, look it up. Anybody that's got a J Carrier JL, look up the Lava Jacket by Steinjager. Also works in the cool and the cool or in the hot weather too. So that's that's a solution. I'm going to try to get myself one of those. They'll have them available in the new year. Interesting. Interesting. Now, is that like a you plug it into the cigarette lighter or something, and uh, you get it's got coils in it or something? How's that? How's that work exactly? No, it's a simple windbreaker that has a hose that's sewn into it, and you put it over top. It comes with an adapter for your round uh, the HVAC vent, and you pipe heat right into it. It blows the jacket up. It's amazing. How about and, that? That's actually yeah. not a half bad uh, invention, especially if you can keep that tube, uh, uh, you know, attached to the to the to the vent, if you will, and and uh, that actually that might work out pretty good until yeah, the until with, the uh, windshield starts fogging up. And, and in, Com- in the comes r- with a clip that does it. Yep, and, and it in works. And for Tony, you could use it in the in the, in the JT with the air conditioning. Yeah, and in and, uh, and just the right conditions, you could actually use it for a really good uh, Dutch oven uh, situation. <laughs> oh, I was I was reaching. I was going for something. Oh, I was like, oh, he's got to be on this. I don't know how Josh I'm was like, just, there, I'm gonna, I got to keep talking because Tony's going to say something. <laughs> he's going to jump in there. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Good times. Yes, no, you can trust me. Ace Engineering, they got some great stuff out there. Thanks for that plug, Chris. Uh, what about Garrett? Uh, Garrett, where are you from? What you driving? And what's too cold to take the top off? Um, I'm in Kansas. Uh, I don't take the top off yet unless it's above 70 degrees. I don't like cold at all. But I have rode my I rode my motorcycle a few times um, in 32 degrees, 38 degrees. Oh, but yeah. I was fully bundled up with all my leathers and everything on helmet everything to protect me so and i don't like cold so i only had to do it because i was working on my jeep and couldn't drive it so. ah back up yeah yep. yeah and, back uh, when uh that was it 2008 2009 when gas prices hit like five bucks a gallon again you know i was uh I, at the point i i was driving the jeep daily it was uh it was you know 40 miles round trip or, i mean uh, each way uh, so, you know, 80 miles round trip and, uh, it was got too expensive. So I, I bought a motorcycle just to save on gas. And I drove that for a little over a year, uh, here in the Northwest through the winter. Uh, now when it snowed, I didn't drive it. Uh, and when it was really, really pouring down rain, I didn't drive it, but rain or shine, uh, I, I was riding and, uh, and it got, it got pretty cold several times. Now I will say that I had heated grips on one of the bikes that, that, oh, that's uh, I good. got to, 
And so that made a big difference. Now I always rode uh, geared up, fully geared up, but I could never find quite enough insulation for the neck. I, I wore baklavas and, and turtleneck, you know, uh, turtle furs and you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, scarfed up and everything. And I just could not break the wind on the neck. And, uh, and it just, it come into work and you're just, it's just a brisk ride. It's like, oh, you can't warm up. Holy crap. That was a cold ride. You know, and, and it just takes a little while to get, uh, get the blood circulating again, all because of that one area that wasn't protected. I'm sure it's the same way in a, in a, in a Jeep. You get cold enough with the top down, the doors off and, uh, and yeah, you're going to be feeling it. All right. WJ Christopher. I know you don't have a, a Jeep with the top off. But uh, I'm sure you can drive with the windows down. Where are you from, and, and what's too cold to go with all four windows down? Uh, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then I I drive the WJ um, Grand Cherokee. It's my daily. And then um, I actually did have um, a Jeep JK that uh, my ex-wife has, and we drove it one time that it was a good 70 65 degree day and so you just throw a hoodie on and you drive around with no doors and no top yeah. and <laughs> we ended up staying out late and it got dark and oh, the no. <laughs> temperatures <laughs> dropped all the way to like 40. uh-oh yeah so i looked like one of them jackets that chris plugged with my arms over the heater <laughs> trying to keep my hands warm <laughs> going down the highway it fits 70 miles an hour trying to go back home so uh yeah it's uh i would say 65 60 ish during the day i'm not too bad with a hoodie on but once it's past the 50 and it's cold outside in the dark it sucks <laughs> Yeah, once it, once the sun goes down, you lose uh, all that UV radiation to help warm you up a little bit more. Uh, it does kind of add another dimension to the to the coolness uh, a bit. But uh, uh, you know, again, I guess if you can you can break that wind, you can stay bundled up a little bit. Then uh, then it, it's not so bad uh, for some people, probably. And you keep baiting me by saying break that wind, and I'm I'm thinking of more <laughs> more Dutch oven jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right for the man who almost took over the show bob two cheap jeep guys where are you from what you driving what's too cold to take the top off uh colorado right now it's tj and uh yeah all depends on the mood my first yj didn't come with the top or doors i put on car hearts and my ski goggles and drive it around in the winter there you go <laughs> i've seen a few there guys that, that, that needed yep. tire tracks <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great I, I man plowing through virgin snow is just some of the best ever I, I love driving a jeep down a road that doesn't have any tracks on it it's just i don't know something about it is just absolutely therapeutic if nothing else one of one of the things is is there a road where i'm going <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it gets too deep <laughs> just drive between the houses you're sure to be safe oh yeah yeah i mean if it's trees that's different <laughs> And the, the good 360 view of no roof and fresh snow. I think snow yeah. wheeling would be a lot of fun. That'd be, That'd be pretty. That'd be All right. What about you, Wendy? Well, we don't take the top off ever. <laughs> I'm in Southern California. The sun's usually too intense. But uh, wintertime, I, I don't mind the cold. I don't want to be cold. So I love my heater. I roll those windows up in the cold. 
don't want to do it. So is something like that lava jacket something you would entertain the idea of getting? I've already written it down. Heck yes. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, what was that called again? Uh, yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And getting ordered too as we speak. Yes. <laughs> as we speak. Well, you know that we also ride the motorcycle and we've been in weather as low as thirty four degrees on the motorcycle. Oh, wow. I will tell you that that is very, very cold. Um, yeah. and, but we have gear, I have a jacket that's electric that plugs in, you know, so at least okay. that part of yep. my body's good. I've got gloves that are electric. Um, you know, Bill has the heated grip, so we do have gear for that. So if I was going to do the top off with the Jeep in the cold, I'd probably want to make sure I was geared up face covered, you know, the whole thing. So I yeah. wouldn't get cold. Yeah. And how cold is it, right? Because we're, uh, we're, you know, pretty much at the end of December uh, 2021 as we're recording this. Uh, you're in Southern California, uh, 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 and you're up on a mountain. You're, you're up on some elevation right now, aren't you? Yeah, we're at 6,800, and it's been staying around 28 degrees. We were supposed to get about two, two feet of snow today, but it didn't happen. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's a whole lot of snow in 24 hours. Yeah, Yikes. it's like no shoveling. Gee, let me think about that for a second. No, I got to rent a snowplow. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of snowblower. Snow um, what about you, Tony? Um, I don't know. The, uh, the I think that lava jacket would make a huge difference. Now, during the summertime, it's not a big deal as long as you keep the, the TJ moving. Uh, get that airflow. Uh, mm. I don't know. I have, uh, well, I got, uh, you know, I got a layer of blubber that keep, keeps me warm. So I can do pretty good in the cold weather. My hands won't. So, uh, you know, a pair of gloves, uh, since we don't, you know, we have a TJ. So uh, definitely don't have uh, heating ste heated steering wheels. Uh, and, and and while you guys were talking, I was uh, going over to Stein uh, Jager to see if I could find that lava uh, jacket. And I could yeah. not. It is at Ace Engineering Fab, which is the company that uh, was purchased by Steinjager. So right. if, you, if you guys are trying to find the, the lava jacket, I actually, uh, for you uh, Discord uh, people that are uh, listen to us that are on Discord, I uh, just put up a, uh, a JK lava jacket overview video in our uh, Discord server. So there's another reason for people to, to uh, go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, look for uh, the invite to our Discord server so they can see things that are going on while the show is going on. Oh, I just noticed that uh, it's not exclusively for round vent Jeeps. They also have a TJ adapter. Yep. Uh, which means you could potentially even use this in an XJ. Hmm. Yep. Well, you know, XJ people are used to modifying things. I was going to say. <laughs> well, big shout out to all of our listeners uh, tonight around the campfire. John, Larry, Brenner, Isaac, Steve, Tom, Chris, Garrett, uh, Christopher, and Bob, of course. Uh, and I want to be, give a thanks to both my co-hosts as well, Wendy and Tony, for chiming in around this uh, topic. If you would like to join in on the very next Campfire Side Chat, this is your first time to the show, well, you can. It's very easy. There's no, like, you know, pay-to-play or, you know, VIP access required. Nothing like that. Uh, everybody's welcome around the campfire. And uh, there's a number of ways you can do it. Uh, the best way, I would say, would be to uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we send out the notifications and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, send out that link uh, through there. The best way, though would be to sign up for our newsletter. Now, we're not going to spam you. We don't sell your information, none of like, nothing like that. You literally get one email a week. Oh, uh, Josh. If, that, we, if that's we, We've started selling information. So. Yeah, you oh, okay. Well, it's, it's just for a little bit, though. We're not making a lot. <laughs> well, it's for Facebook. They're, they're getting pretty desperate over there. <laughs> yeah. Donating it all to oh, Facebook. Geez. 
No, but that way you can get the link into the Zoom room. You can join in with the Zoom people and uh, meet some new friends and uh, and actually get in on a recording of the Jeep Talk Show. You can do good, it. Good friends. Jeep friends. So it's not just friends. It's good friends. It's the good Jeep friends. friends. There's, there is really no better friend than a Jeep friend. <laughs> Hey, don't forget, it's just as easy to sign up for our newsletter, or just as easy, I was going to say, to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. So make sure you sign up for that newsletter regardless. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to follow through with your New Year's resolutions to subscribe to the show. And as always, thank you for helping make us the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show has an explicit rating, which means we use terms like father-mucking butt of a sitch. It's too bad we're so dyslexic. Podcasting since 2010.